2: Hello and welcome to Here's Where It Went Wrong, podcast where every episode we sit down with a comedian guest, talk about one of our favorite subjects, and then trace the history to discover where it all went off the rails. Which, by the way, you'll find out in this episode. Just remember, this is our opening every episode. This is not a tortured pun, and you'll understand this later on. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Wen Powers. How are you doing, Wen? Bad? Are you doing bad? I'm doing bad, man. I haven't slept <laughs> in three days. <laughs> Yeah, guys, we're re- recording this on Thursday, the 5th. We still do not have an answer. We're waiting on Nevada. This is so stressful. When has been awake forever.
1: <laughs> I, I have slept seriously. I was so nervous before the election started. So I slept like four hours Monday night, didn't sleep for maybe like a short nap on Tuesday. And then last night, I really went whole hog slept another four hours. So this is gonna be a really manic episode where I'm just going to kind of start talking and you're gonna have to be like, when? No, there was no there's no ghosts. Why are you why are you yeah. talking about that? <laughs>
2: All right, good. It sounds like it's going to be a fun one, guys. We didn't do an episode, uh, a political episode on election day. We figured everyone is going to be stressed. Let's do a fun one, give them an escape. And we're going to do this one because we're going to have an answer and hopefully all be happy so this was supposed to be our gift to you to, to trace some American political history in a fun way rather than a terrifying way. But we don't know yet if this is going to be fun. We will easily still all be depressed on Tuesday if Biden doesn't pull us out.
1: Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go on record right now and say this is a pretty pro-Biden podcast. But if you haven't picked oh, yeah. that up from everything else we've said, <laughs> that's on you.
2: Yeah, I, I don't feel like we, we've been subtle about that. But yeah, let, let's be very clear. We are heavily invested in this election and yeah, very liberal. So we are as stressed as... As, well, as, as is appropriate right now, which is very. And we've got a guest here who has agreed to join us and be stressed with us. He's a writer for The Daily Show. He's, he's a comedian. He's absolutely fantastic. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Randall Otis TV. Randall Otis, thank you for being here. How are you doing?
0: I can't believe I agreed to do this. <laughs> of just, just the timing. <laughs> I know.
2: I am really surprised, too.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think we all thought that we'd be recording this episode afterwards. So the fact that you're here right now is incredible. I actually was thinking, like... Will his work even let him do
2: this? I have been expecting like a cancellation. Like this is dumb. Why would you make me do this? Like every five minutes. So we're grateful for you being here. And if you leave at any point, we we understand. But thank you so much. I imagine you're, uh, you know, in the same place.
0: Oh no, I've, I haven't really been paying attention. I'm talking. I just been trying to play a Ghost of Tsushima. So wait, is what's going on with the election? Is yeah. Trump winning?
1: <laughs> You know what? It's going great. Literally 30 minutes ago, he gave a speech. All the networks immediately cut away and were like, he's lying. And I'm like, you could have done that? Like, that was allowed this whole time, and you
2: haven't been doing that? I mean, it's not like we have not been used to insanity and stupidity these past four years, but it's one of those things where it's like you can never fully prepare for how dumb it's going to get. So we have got some history here that will hopefully distract and entertain you guys a little bit, but we did go with U.S. political history, because it turns out it has been dumb forever. So as always, we start with a positive, and it turns out it is really hard to find a positive in U.S. political history. So I think our positive is mostly that it's interesting, but we're going to start with the history of the railroad, because this was was something that was actually a pretty cool project. There were a lot of positives about it before it got all messed up. Rayon, can you tell us a bit about the U.S. railroad history? Oh, of course.
0: Well, railroads in America, they're like first like really big businesses when you can, like compare it to stuff today. Cause you know, we are like started off as what, like an agrarian society basically. So <laughs> yeah, it was like the first like really big business and it started, I think around like 17... 17- Twenty, and I'm to—I totally memorized this, and I'm not just reading
2: the research y'all sent me. <laughs> <laughs> So I found a picture from this first 1720 train. So this was before the actual steam engine was invented. I found a picture of this, and I wondered why it was so familiar, and it because it looked exactly like those hayride carts that are pulled by a tractor. This was when we actually start developing a steam engine. So it's just basically a hayride cart. They put it on a track, pulled by a horse. And yeah, this is what they're calling the first train.
0: It's weird to me that you need a whole system for that. Like, you, I think you could just use roads. Right. <laughs> are you talking about that thing that you, like, you have two people on each side, and one pushes down, one pushes up like a
2: seesaw. That's what the, tri- is that what you're talking about? I mean, that honestly was not even invented yet. This, this is just a horse. This is just supposed to decrease friction so the horse can pull it a bit easier when it's something very heavy. And they built a track for it. And then like a hundred years later, they figure out the steam engine. So they're way ahead of this. There's no reason for the track at this point. They're like, maybe some days I'm we'll going invent a use for this. We're just going to go with it.
1: Yeah, they just kind of cleared out a bunch of space and it was just used for like forts and whatnot to deliver supplies and they were just they had a wagon go in and they were like there has to be a better way (laughs) and then they invented like the most cumbersome possible way to do it where the wagon killer go one direction
2: i feel like you'd make it and think this is a bad design this is not something we now we can't turn we can't turn anymore guys this is a mistake
1: i'm gonna be honest to do the track before you have the engine yeah. <laughs> really fucking dumb you should have just had the horse
2: I was like well this will be cool one day. Right- <laughs> that's exactly what it was yeah right now it's a box but it'll be a dope ass box it'll be something that when once we figure out what to put inside it this is this is gonna be some some cool shit
1: guys this is my box and one day it's gonna be filled with all the naked ladies you yeah. could ever imagine <laughs> and they were like get him <laughs> like yeah burn that
2: motherfucker so this is this is the early railroad it starts in massachusetts He's He's lusting. He's
1: lusting. Attack. (laughs) God,
2: (laughs) Honestly, yeah, this is we did a witchcraft episode recently. This is about on par with witchcraft at this point. This is like, you know what? Maybe it's going to be something and we should probably set up on fire for it. So uh, Baltimore, they start building the actual distance railroad because they're trying to compete with New York City's Erie Canal. They've got the steam engine now that starts developing by 1850. They have 9,000 miles of railroad lines. This is actually starting to become something. So 1850, they start to pitch the idea of the first transcontinental railway, which is going to be our start of this and where it it eventually goes wrong. But thoughts on that?
1: Smart idea because they were like, look, we have all this land and nobody's living here. So they're basically just like, what if we just put a road, a track right through one end of the country to the other, and we'll just tell people like, hey, stop at any point and make a town.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's basically it. They are trying to get this built, but there is basically nothing between like Iowa and California. This journey takes six months to currently make with, you know, like your family of 800 people, as everyone had at this time. So the Pacific Railroad Surveys sends out people to start detailing this. They they search 400,000 square miles to try and figure out the best path for this, which they do a pretty good job on, but they mostly note like, oh, there are animals here you have to avoid, but they don't write down like the topography, like where it's going to be most expensive because you have to go over a mountain. They're they're like vague notes, but they thought that the bird was more important than the mountain.
1: Could you imagine sending someone out on this mission? You're like, you have two years to explore the entire (laughs) middle America and the, and the Pacific Northwest. And they're just like, okay, give us your research. And he's just like, here's a bird.
2: I drew. (laughs) And they did. They drew so many birds. Yeah. So
0: they were, the endpoint of the railroad, they were in the west was going to be Sacramento, but they weren't sure where in the east it should be, like which line that already exists that Sacramento should connect to.
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of debate over this at this point. We've also got Lincoln, who has hired uh, Durant, a you are going to come up later, to help him find a point. who has some background in this. And Durant says it should be Missouri, so much so that he buys land in Missouri, thinking the railroad's going to go through it. That's going to come up again later. But it's not. They go with Iowa. They go with Iowa because the Civil War is going strong, and it's far enough north of Missouri that they think they can build this without much issue. Eventually, you know, they, they can't. They halt progress until 1855.
1: How corrupt. Like, they just started off pretty fucking, mm-hmm. They corrupt do. if he was just like look it's gonna be missouri we got to go through missouri it's the smart choice and they're like didn't you just buy a bunch of land in missouri not important
0: like randomly like they get the railroad and they get like the iowa
2: caucus They just, like, why does Iowa get all this special shit? Right, how about you do something, Iowa? It is like one of the most pointless, uh, we're gonna get so many angry emails from Iowans now. Honestly, we can take it. Iowa, just tell us what you do and we'll let it go. And you know what?
0: If you're mad about it, come fight me.
2: (laughs) we are right here in Chicago and New York, all right, in the the cities that actually contribute something, but you know, not all great stuff. So (laughs) 1862, Congress passes the Pacific Railroad Act, which allowed them to issue large land grants. Basically, the government's like, look, we want to build some railroads. We're going to give you the money to build the railroads as a loan. You're going to pay us back afterwards. But then you get to keep all the money afterwards. So they create the Union Pacific and Central Pacific Railroad companies to take on this massive project. They offer to assist the railroad with a loan of 16000 to $48,000 per mile of track. It varied depending on you know how rough it was to build. Obviously, building in the Rockies, you got a lot more money. They also got a land grant of 20 million acres for every mile that was built. They were given 10 miles which then, of course, they're going to rent off to people. And and this is, you know, prime to make anyone who thinks they can actually do this a lot of money. Problem is, nobody really thinks they can do this. The railroad would be 1,750 miles built through desert and mountains. So the freight cost would be insane. Also, the Native Americans are obviously pissed because of everything, all of history. Rightly so. <laughs> yeah, this was a good, yeah, I would be too.
1: Could you imagine if they were like, look, we met the two guys, we showed them the birds, they loved the <laughs> birds, they drew the birds, and now you're pulling this yeah. shit? We showed you all those nice birds and now you're taking our land to put, what, is that a fucking wagon with a horse? <laughs> I know the steam engine came around, but it's still a it's dumb still, product. It was.
2: In my head. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is absolutely insane. They, they've created these, these two companies now. Private investors have no interest because they're like, cool, you can't do this. The road is even proposed. It was called a going concern, which means that they're not going to pay this off along the way. It's just going to be assumed that you're going to meet your obligations way in the future. And uh, Union Pacific is saying, no, we're going to be able to pay you guys, pay the government back, pay off all of the expenses of actually building this thing that has never been done before. And it's going to be fine. We actually don't have any way to make money from it because there's nobody out there, but it's going to be fine.
1: Yeah. It's weird that they built a whole product to solve. Like it was the solution to something that didn't exist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we connected one end of the country to the other And they're like so fucking what There is nothing there
2: Right no, it's, that, it's California and then everything to, to the east of like the midpoint of the country, basically. There's nothing out there.
1: It's like a bunch of guys that left their families to dig for gold, and then like the rest of the nation.
2: I feel and bad yes, for the obviously. people in Oregon, too, who's like, I came
0: here so no one could bother me, and then it's like, I don't <laughs> the fastest way to get to your side of the country. It's like, well, fuck.
2: Yeah, and they're super invested in this, because obviously with the Civil War going on, they think, okay, well, we gotta connect with the West, because we're gonna lose the South. This is also when they developed the Homestead Act, which basically they say look we're going to give you just a bunch of land we're going to give you 160 acres but you have to live there for five years you have to make it better sometimes they charge a little bit sometimes it was just for free so this is how they're going to develop the west and people already out in the west are like look we did this the hard way guys we don't really want you but you know they're they're, they're fine it's going to give them some connection and this is of course what obviously why is when pointing out the gold rush does eventually happen because they've got rail lines now
1: yeah also i just want to point out how pissed off would you be if you were one of the people that actually had to pay for the land when they're giving it yes. away to everyone else
2: <laughs> So there's general opposition to this in general. They're like, none of us Need this. This isn't gonna help anybody. So this actually leads us into the actual scandal, which is the Credit Mobilier scandal, or in American, it's the Credit Mobilier scandal. I have listened to a lot of tape of how people pronounce this, and <laughs> credit mobilier is the least distracting, so it's incorrect, but we're gonna go with that. This is going to be massively expensive, and Union Pacific realizes running the railroad is not gonna make them that much money. It's gonna cost, you know, they are gonna spend a lot of time and effort into this. Obviously, the government is giving a loan for it, but it's gonna cost a lot. And then what? People are gonna take a train sometime. To California, it's a lot of track. There's nowhere to stop in the middle. There's nothing to really do. What they do realize though is that those loans they're taking out are for an absolute fortune. That's in fact way more money than they could ever get otherwise. So union specific, specifically Vice President Durant and businessman George Francis Train, which is my uh favorite example of nominal determinism, they come up with the plan.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The guy's name was Train. The
2: guy's name was Train. Yeah.
1: That's bullshit.
2: I know. Honestly, it made me a little angry. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is just helps the study.
1: That guy's family got to America. They were just like, what's that? Train. Last name. Perfect. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. My <laughs> name's Train Cotton Racism. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, th- these, these <laughs> when, yeah. Sorry, that got, that got me. Yeah. Up, that got me. This is honestly about how people are named at the time. It, it was it was solid, but also like, God, this was... I Honestly, reading through the names of all this made me so angry. There's a guy named Oaks we're going to talk about later. Where every my I saw it, I was like, that's that's not a name, guys. Just get it together. So here is, is where the scheme actually gets complicated. TRAIN purchases the Pennsylvania Fiscal Agency. Now, this was an agency that originally was created to build the Southern Transcontinental Line, which it doesn't do. At this point, its only real asset is what it's allowed to do. It existed as a limited liability venture, which is brand new at the time. This is one of the first companies to start this, which basically means that if a company they've invested in goes under, they're not responsible. They don't have to pay anybody back for it. It's not their problem.
1: It's every landlord has created an LLC. So basically you can't sue them if something goes wrong. Think about it like that. Exactly. You can't sue your landlord. You can only sue the fake company that they set up in order to collect the money. (laughs) Right. This is like the big
0: short of the at
2: This is exactly what it was.
1: Look, we're not Margot Robbie in a bath, but we're doing our best, guys. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So the other thing is it could function as both a construction company and a finance company. So he renames it Credit Mobilier after the French bank of the same name makes it sound prestigious, but it doesn't have any actual connection.
1: No, we're not that one.
2: No, exactly. So Union Pacific has the authority to contract work out. The public hates them. The public hates the government. They think it's also suspicious. And Union Pacific says, tell tell you what we're going to do. We're going to hire this company, Credit Mobilier, to be the middleman. Again, this is their company. It's all the same people. But this makes it look like it's on the up and up.
1: In their defense, they were wearing hats and (laughs) (laughs)
2: mustaches. Yeah, that, that is basically the the extent of this. And honestly, it, it largely works. They think this is okay. So what Credit Immobilier is, is able to do at this point is charge whatever they want. They have a guy uh, do a survey and say that the Rocky Mountains start miles east of where they actually do, so they can charge for the increased expense of, of building over Rockies. They uh, build it in this absurd oxbow shape to get more mileage out of it.
0: They just and, put a loop-de-loop uh, in there. <laughs> yeah, I was
2: about to say, yeah. they're, just like, they're just throwing
1: in tracks everywhere, like it's just a roller coaster. It's zigzagging. At one point, it just goes in like a big circle.
2: Oh, yeah. It, it is. Honestly, they're as close to it as they can without someone looking at it and saying, this doesn't seem right. But everything is going through Credit Mobilia. This isn't Union Pacific's fault. They, they said, well, no, this is the bill that we got. This is, this is what it should be. So the problem is this is supposed to be just a loan. So how do they get away with this if they have to pay this back? This goes back to the LLC, which is they're going to get all of the money. They're going to funnel it back into Credit Mobilier as supposed expenses. And basically, as they're paid to build each mile of track, they're given a certain amount of money. And then a lien is put on the mile of that track. If they don't pay the money back, the government keeps the track, which is not a big deal. If you've siphoned off hundreds of millions of dollars in today's money, you're not going to make that much running a railroad anyway. So the money is now secured in a different company that can't be faulted if Union Pacific goes under. So they're charging what totals to $94 million, about $1.6 billion today for a project that cost 50 million dollars all of this they figured maybe they can pay it off eventually maybe they can actually keep the company going as you know union pacific is still around today which is insane it's i was so mad about that where i read the name I was like this is the same this is the same company right
0: bad guys never so, die
2: yeah trump's honestly, gonna be
0: around in 2020
2: right? oh that guy's gonna outlive us all One of the other things that, by the way, so much about this was when you look up all of the names about the people behind this, like the first thing you see is responsible for building the first Transcontinental Railroad. Like you have to dig to get, oh, by the way, it was a massive con and they ripped off all of America. There are monuments to some of these guys for building the railroad. These just massive con artists that did nothing.
1: Well, look, they're not going to put it on the letterhead of their business. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, but when you Google it, it's still not up there.
0: That'd be dope it's, if there's uh, a monument to like the guy who made Herbalife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is, yeah, this is basically the equivalent. Yeah, this is just a
1: big multi-level marketing scheme when you think about it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. No, they're, they're so blatant about this and, and there's a, a lot of complication with, with, they make this completely circular. So Credit Mobilier is getting paid with a check. They hand the check right back to Union Pacific in exchange for Union Pacific stock. The uh, money that then goes to the Union Pacific executives is used to buy credit Mobilier stock
1: so they're just inflating it and inflating it and then sell and then people are like oh let's get in on this
2: yeah it, exactly keep
1: making more money
2: <laughs> and everyone that makes money from one of the company makes money fr- from the other it is this insane system where it's like how do you guys not see this coming especially because everything is signed by the same people from both sides the accountants the lawyers for both companies are the same guys it could not more obviously be a scam. And in fact, they're so blatant about this. In the 1864 Pacific Railway Act, they get Congress to pass legislation that allowed the government to pay funds directly to credit mobilier. They don't even want to be a middleman. Now they can just get the money directly to them, just making it more and more obvious. This also loosened restrictions and allowed them to build on stock requirements. Also, everyone who's involved in the railroad is supposed to have their own money invested. This is one of the requirements so that they know this is a legitimate venture. And there are so many loopholes around this that it's just, no, nobody, nobody had any money and again they're supposed to be making zero money from building this none of this is for profit
1: it was supposed to be pure not profit and over the course of like a generation they would slowly repay things back yes and like they were just like fuck that everything here cost a billion dollars yeah and you gotta pay that up
2: (laughs) so here's where it gets even more complicated because this is is going strong now they use the money That they've made from this con to bribe government officials to make it easier to continue this con. Now it it favors railway. This comes up later uh, when farmers are trying to negotiate prices and everything is in favor of the railways because they were bribing the government to let them basically make whatever the law they wanted.
1: Yeah, they were just like, do you want to get in on this sweet stock? Because they don't even mention like they're just handing the money kind of back and forth to each other. And they're like, "We'll we'll cut you in on a sweet deal on it. And so like they're paying in money to the company that they then just hand off back and forth
2: to each other. Even though sports had a break your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, they are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Yeah, they were just like, do you want to get in on this sweet stock? Because they don't even mention, like, they're just handing the money kind of back and forth to each other. And they're like, We'll we'll cut you in on a sweet deal on it. And so, like, they're paying
2: in money to the company that they then just hand off back and forth to each other. Basically, what they're doing with the government, it's like if you had a machine that printed money. So you printed a $100 bail and you said, cool, this cost me a penny to print. I'm going to give it to you for a penny. That's what they did. It was technically legal because they sold the stock at par to the congressmen and senators, but they didn't sell it at market value because they've inflated the market value so much it's worth a fortune. So this brings us to du- Ames Brothers and Durant, which you guys can talk about while I take a sip here because I talked way too much. Although I you will
0: say, what? it's kind of funny that these scandals are going on because by the time the rest of the nation finds out about it, it'll be like way too late because nothing gets around that quickly because there's no railroads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: (laughs) yeah in fact the people that are behind this are based in boston with this being built out west as many people look at it and go hey why is everyone who's financially involved in this nowhere near the railroad is this something we should be concerned about and everyone just goes no don't worry about it it's fine
1: it's completely on the up and up those boston guys are definitely uh, treating everyone well here
2: yeah So, so tell me about Ames brothers and Durant.
1: Durant, who, who kind of formed Credit Mobilia, I, I can't pronounce it correctly. (laughs) The fancy, like they lied and said that they were a fancy fringe bank that everyone had heard of in newspapers. And they were like, yeah, that's us. So Durant is rivals with the Ames brothers who eventually Union Pacific president, Oliver and Congressman UP financier Oaks. So he hates all of these guys.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And uh, 1865, Oaks is asked by Lincoln to take control of the Union Pacific portion of the Transcontinental Railroad, and nobody trusts Durant. So he's a known comment. Again, this is the guy who, when he thought it might be Missouri, bought up land in Missouri.
1: He's basically the monorail guy from The Simpsons. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what he is. Now
1: that I'm talking about it out loud, this is the scheme, isn't it? This was it, oh, the scheme yeah. from The Simpsons.
2: This, honestly, it was probably taken directly from this. I like these episodes where this is probably something people have vaguely heard about, but do not know the details of, and we get to dive deep especially with something like this, where it's just everything is so stupid. And again, I wanted to find something that tied so cleanly to American politics of today. The, the corruption and stupidity is insane here.
1: I could just imagine Conan O'Brien, that redheaded Harvard kid, just like <laughs> sitting there like, yeah, people don't know it, but this monorail episode is about the credit mobilier scandal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the best part about American corruption is that it's entirely legal.
2: Well, that was it. There was, there was very little here that was not technically okay like it shouldn't be but but there's a lot here that was yeah I mean th- which is why it's insane people are like no we gotta listen to the forefathers laws dude they missed like everything all of this crazy con stuff was completely legal
1: did you know that you could just have a hotel in DC if you're president and just rent out rooms to whoever at whatever <laughs> rates you want and that's apparently completely fine the entire fine. Yeah. political God, legal yeah.
0: system is like based off Airbud logic it's like well there's no <laughs> rules the dogs <laughs> can't play
1: basketball it's like well
2: yeah I guess technically shit.
1: Yeah, I, we didn't think we had to write it down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Oaks isn't an idiot. He realizes, yeah, he can make a lot of money this way, so he partners up with Durant. Again, doesn't really trust him, but they're going to go with this to develop the scan. Uh, he helps them develop Credit Mobilier. Eventually, Durant sees that they're kind of overtaking him. He tries, he comes up with a weirdly non-corrupt plan to try and regain power. So he, instead of offering the contract to Credit Mobilier, he offers it to a guy at the actual cost. Credit Mobilier is only source of income was this con, and they got it from Union Pacific. Union Pacific now wasn't making money. So by being legit, he's taking money from Union Pacific that would have kept Credit Mobilier alive. So this is how he's going to try to oust the Ames brothers, by being honest, for like the first time ever.
1: The most sneaky, underhanded thing (laughs) you could possibly do was to do the thing that they were hired to do.
2: Exactly. And the Ames is, so they stage a coup at Union Pacific. People take factions, but ultimately they want the money and they're not making the money this way. So they they keep Durant around, but He doesn't have the position he wants to have, and he's hanging in there, but the Ameses are now in charge of all of this, and Ames is getting more and more powerful in Congress as well, and this is where he's now offering stock to everybody, every congressman he can. Future President Garfield becomes a a big hit at the time because he, here's the thing, everyone's like, oh no, I didn't know this was illegal, or maybe it's not. They're not even sure how to commit to this, because it was like, well, you can't prove it's wrong, but this is during the rebuilding of America. There is so much corruption that it's essentially standard.
1: Yeah, it's it's that whole, just like, I didn't know we were exclusive it's just like you knew you right. knew it wasn't cool <laughs>
2: So by the end, this deal generates $724.9 million in today's money in purely fraudulent profits. Not only that, but because much of that profit was in Union Pacific shares that they bought and paid themselves, credit Mobilier directors only claimed a little over half of that. It's basically like if you said, I got $10, but I gave five to my sock puppet, so I only got $5. This is their, and it's again, mostly working since the other half was supposedly spent on stock shares, even though it went to them.
1: <laughs> so they have has to come tumbling down, right? Eventually, Henry Simpson McComb, who was an investor, and he's just been like getting shares from Ames this whole time. And he's just like, he's just grabbing them up. He's making more money. I mean, you're making almost like Avengers level money off of this. And so eventually they're like, you can't have any more shares, Simpson. (laughs) You can't. And he's just like, well, guess what? Fuck you guys. And he just burns the whole thing to the ground. He just writes three letters where he breaks down everything and just gives them to a newspaper.
2: So what, what happens here was he in fact got Ames so pissed and Ames like, I don't know how to explain to you how dumb this is. I need the stocks to bribe Congress. So Ames puts that in a letter. He says, I can't give you the stocks. I need them to bribe Congress. And Simpson takes, him to court and says he owes me more shares. And all of this is revealed in court. So then a few years later, 1972, the New York Sun breaks the story and they pull the court transcripts with the letters it's like you guys just admitted to absolutely all of this. The problem is Grant is running for re-election at this point, and the son hates Grant. So the other newspapers are saying it's this, this probably isn't true. There's basically this is an early claim of fake news. They say this this can't possibly be it, but Congress is suspicious, probably because they live there. They they have seen none of this adds up. So they start digging into this, and there's an actual an investigative committee. These testimonies are supposed to be taken in secret. So Ames is surprisingly candid, maybe because it's would stay secret, also because it wasn't technically illegal. He said it wasn't bribery. He never asked for anything in return. He just knew if they had a financial interest in the railroad, they're going to keep giving him money. They're going to make sure that things go right for him, which, yeah, I mean, I I guess technically is, there's a lot of, I guess, but Come on.
1: <laughs> like you knew it was bad. Like right. just just say it's bad. You can just say it.
2: <laughs> so Ames is the only one that comes out and, and s- talks about this. The other congressmen all kind of have it haw and say, you know, this, I mean, not really. Some of them actually did give the stocks back because obviously they knew this could eventually be a to them. Ames was kind of expecting them all to come forward and say, yeah, this is what happened. So he was pissed that he was the only one that spoke out. So he comes back with. You <laughs> really expect non- like
1: a big I am Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if, like the movie Spartacus ended with just one guy standing up and saying, "I am Spartacus," and then they are all just, "Yep, that's him. That's
2: Spartacus." All right, they, they drag him away. He's like, "Guys, come on. We said we were gonna do it.
1: Yeah, we all agreed we'd do the thing together." You know, partially the reason that Congress got super involved, they were just like, "Wait, everyone else got money and I didn't get money? Oh, yeah. fuck this."
2: <laughs> So yeah, so Ames comes back with he's got the names of nine politicians that he submitted for an investigation. He says, look, I've got transcripts. I've got everything. All were either former or current congressmen or senators, except for Skylar Koufax, who's the current vice president, former Speaker of the House, and Henry Wilson, who's about to be Grant's next VP. Wilson, by the way, there's like no low here. Wilson claimed he bought it in his wife's name with his wife's money because his wife died two years ago. So they can't question her to contradict him. Just like the level of scumbag is That's insane. a ride or
0: die wife,
2: even in math. <laughs> it's it's my dead wife did it is the line it's insane
1: what a shitty excuse to just be like sorry guys my bitch wife did this (laughs) and everyone back then
0: is so sex with are like we feel you brother oh
1: man did she do did she do crimes she probably did the crimes didn't she classic women probably needed to take her once to those masturbating hospitals we all send our wives what if trump
0: leaves offices like it was all melania's idea (laughs) (laughs) i was like what (laughs) look she's not even a
1: citizen i I think you should throw her out. How does immigrant get in my fucking house?
2: So this is Wilson, our next vice president. Yeah, this is this is this guy. And here's the thing. No one is better than this. Like this should be the low. This is not the low. This is this is the standard that they've built.
1: This is some veep level nonsense right here. It
2: absolutely is. It is all so dumb. Congress investigates 13 of its members. DOJ found that more than 30 politicians had been given shares in some form, including, again, future President Garfield. You can read his letters, which I did, where he's just lamenting this. And And it's basically when you know that whiny voice that you do that i enjoy so much no not not true no, no one <laughs> where he's just like but i didn't even take it and i didn't keep it
1: oh guys i didn't i didn't do it
2: yeah guys. <laughs> i gave the money back come on so this is again your 1880 president <laughs> so they've got over 30 politicians that have been involved in this and the papers have at this point all accepted the guilt they're like yeah this this obviously happened
1: but they're all just being like they're guilty But once again, we didn't plan for this. All of America is just like a bunch of people doing shit. And then us being like, fuck, we didn't say you couldn't do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, and one caveat here is that if you can count these as bribes, that part is illegal. They can't accept these bribes. And they are so obviously bribed.
0: Also, I want to say, too, like, I feel like we we defer way too much for the founding fathers. It's like... The founding fathers didn't foresee this. It's like, of course, they're fucking farmers who didn't know that trains would exist.
1: They wiped their asses barehanded. What the fuck are you talking about? They didn't see this coming.
2: But the, the, the scientific education at that point of an adult was the equivalent of a third grader today. How advanced do you expect them to be? They're just looking
0: at up at us from hell like, make new laws, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just make
1: new laws. Look, when we said the arms thing, it took like 20 minutes to load a musket. We didn't realize you would just go all Rambo on us. Right.
0: <laughs> Our brains were rattled by syphilis. Make
2: new laws. <laughs> we
1: literally wore wigs to hide symptoms of syphilis.
2: <laughs> oh, God, I love it when we get an episode callback. That's great. <laughs> That was, yes, guys, listen to uh, what this was the figure skating episode to find out about syphilis wigs. If you haven't heard already, an unexpected turn from figure skating, but surprisingly relevant. So we've got this insane situation, 30 people implicated. And this is playing out over weeks in the newspapers, so much so that Congress becomes more pissed at the newspapers for revealing the corruption than at the members of Congress that are corrupt.
1: That's a standard move, actually. That's that's a that's a pretty that's part of the course, really. It's
2: the classic like you're
0: girlfriend catches you cheating and then is like well actually it's a violation you snooped through my phone (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like wait no no i'm not in the wrong here no
1: no don't pull that
2: (laughs) yeah and also this one of the things where it's like if this happened yesterday we'd be like oh yeah i get how they did that i get how everyone involved did that
1: (laughs) they got so mad at the newspapers but you also got to remember like back then the amount of news you would get like in a week we get like five seconds now like this scandal is something that I would read like on a bathroom break at work that's a good and just like get the whole thing whereas they're they're like going months where they're like guys we found out new details and like you could keep someone's whole attention that way there are so many scandals these days (laughs) I would not pick up on this one and like remember it three days from now
2: oh no no I mean absolutely that's a really good point too is that the cycle here it lets it sustain they don't again the biggest news before this was that there's gonna be a railroad to nowhere. This is the biggest breaking news they could possibly have. Massive corruption. And Congress is just like, well, yeah, I mean, we just hate that you told on us. So you know what? Everyone's fine. Ames and Brooks are the only two that are punished for this. And their extreme punishment was censure by the house. Censure, by the way, the actual definition of this is a formal statement of disapproval. That's it. That is their punishment for defrauding America a billion dollars is just someone standing up and saying, guys, don't defraud America. Come on. That's it. Might be, (laughs) y'all.
1: It's literally them just being
2: like, hey, I'm not mad.
1: I'm just really disappointed in you. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Let's get F's going in the chat for Congress. So
2: I mean this is this is basically the, the end of the scandal here. There's nothing else after this. It's like, yeah, you made the the, the millions dollars. It's eventually in the in the crash of 73. Thankfully most of these guys lose it. But <laughs> that that's that's it. I mean, and it's not like they lost it because they took it away.
1: I like that. You can't just say, oh, it ends there and then like forget the funniest part that they immediately <laughs> lost it a few years later because of a crash. That's they they did that's objectively yeah, they did. hilarious that they did a whole stock inflating crime. And then lost it all on a stock market <laughs>
2: crash. You know what? That's right. I missed the the delicious irony of that. That's a really good point. That's a lot more fun when you realize how circular that is. And yeah, and, and Union Pacific actually almost does fold a credit immobilier. Obviously does. It doesn't do anything except rip people off.
1: And pretend to be a fancier bank.
2: Right. <laughs> but everyone involved is just walks away. Especially because not only that way, but what they're charged with, no one is found guilty of receiving bribes. Ames is found guilty of giving bribes. Brooks is found guilty of attempted bribes library so no one got the money is the conclusion here
1: all i can imagine right now is the ending of oceans 11 when they're all around the fountain and it's just like <laughs> they're all just like nodding and walking away like that was essentially how it ended where they're all just like we did good today guys yeah it really made a difference <laughs> in the world and then they just walk away while like that piano score plays <laughs> it
0: Is just the 2008 crisis is like No one went to jail during that. Like, it doesn't matter how much you defraud people. Like, you're going to get As
2: I read through this, there was absolutely nothing where I came across it and thought this couldn't happen now or some version of it didn't happen in my lifetime. This all happened. This all keeps happening. It's the same thing. The only difference was they had to build a railroad to do it. I
0: can't wait till Elon Musk does this exact same scam with his spaceships right and then he's at the well, end It's like of course i couldn't
2: build a spaceship what the fuck you think this is
1: i'm just some guy and i'm not even the guy who designs this shit <laughs>
2: So, and especially because the people that are building trains, it's not like these people that know how to build trains. These are people with money that say they want to build a train. That That's it. You don't get this job because you're good at it. You get this job because you said you'd do it, which is why during this time period, you see hundreds of companies pop up to build trains or, 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 or railroads or rail lines. They, they've got some connection here, whereas everyone who wanted money just said, yeah, I can build a train and showed up and kind of just went to see what happened. This was, uh yeah, this was about standard.
1: The train going to nowhere I think should have been like your first tip-off yeah. that things are getting a little fucked up. And honestly,
2: they sold that with like, look, there are people in Sacramento. And they're like, well, people we want to see? And they're like, not really, but don't worry about it.
1: No, no, they, they're they all pretty bad. Yeah. They're like,
2: don't worry, Sacramento will be
1: important one day. <laughs> one day they'll have the kings. Yeah. That'll be
2: fun. Well worth it now that we know that. I mean, this was so effective because it was essentially a closed loop. Everyone was corrupt. Everyone was involved. The owners of the railroads were also in Congress, were also shareholders of Credit Mobiliar. Everyone was So tied in that it was like, well, Vine, who who is going to tell on this? We're all getting stupid rich and nobody else knows how to do this. You know, nobody else is going to build a train across the country. So, yeah, just keep giving us money.
1: Yeah, we're the only ones. We're the only ones here. We're the only (laughs) game in town. Because we're the only ones who figured out how to make money off of it. Yeah,
2: and again, a lot more crop up, but not to build a transcontinental. They're mostly like, yeah, I can put down some track for a while, I guess. <laughs> you know, if you'll pay me for it. This uh, this happened under Lincoln, but this is the first scandal that breaks under Grant. And he has so many more. I've actually got a list, but I don't feel like you need them because they're all <laughs> they're all just other versions of this. Like here was, was the whiskey ring where uh, the Treasury Department was supposed to collect 70 cents on the dollar for taxes. Instead, distillers just paid them 35 cents which they kept all of it themselves and said, yep, they paid their taxes. That was it. The, these cons were so easy to do. You could do it. You just said you got money or you needed money. And that, that was the end of the con. It was so stupidly simple that it was amazing how long they got away with it.
1: I mean, once again, Randall keeps saying it, 2008, man, this is, this. it's all a, it's all secular
2: yeah no it's exactly this is also right before the gilded age the gilded age is interesting because it helps really incorporate this kind of corruption into government itself or this is like government will be a part of it but now the political machine starts to take hold and this lets Corruption be inbuilt, where suddenly the guys that are corrupt are getting elected, or getting people elected, and now you owe the people that got you elected. This is when Tammany Hall starts to form in the 1870s, which is again just smaller versions of this scam, but still equals millions of dollars.
1: Anytime you have to build a government building and you can build it for like 200 grand, or are just like that costs 13 million dollars, and my friend over here actually built it.
2: Yeah, that, that's a real number they have, by the way. It's that that was what it cost to build the courthouse. That's now the New York City Department of Education. And that was Tammany Hall and Boss Tweed. So this is this is standard. The thing is, it still happens now, but during this time period, nobody trusted the government because of this. They accepted that this was a massive area uh, of corruption. And now people keep being surprised by it. That's the only difference. Now when it happens, we were like, what? We, could, we can be scammed? Back then they were like, yeah, we told you this was going to happen because it happens every single day.
1: This now brings us to the part of the show where we now have to defend yeah. the indefensible. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the lead on this. Guys, it's technically a dog can play <laughs> basketball. I mean, it's what he said. They didn't break the law. They did build a railroad. That railroad ended up developing the entirety of america eventually because they were able to like pop up towns all throughout they put it around a waterway and whatnot so that people could like have their cities and everything that came up america was founded corruptly and we expanded it corruptly and we still currently run it (laughs) corruptly So this is actually pretty patriotic, (laughs) what they were doing, if you think about it. So in my defense, they were just doing the American dream when you're a bad (laughs) person that lives in America.
2: You know, what I hate about that is that is absolutely right. This was this became or versions of this became standard practice to build the railroad. The only difference was they did this on a bigger scale and did it so well. But I mean, what I liked about it was that like at least it was a good con. Right now you've got like Lockheed Martin says we built a new plane. It's exactly the same except when you hit a goose, it explodes cooler. And they, they charge a billion dollars <laughs> uh, like per plane. And they're like, well, yeah, okay, well, you're in my state. I'll give you a billion dollars a plane.
1: And then they're like, the plane doesn't fly, by the way. We didn't figure that part out.
2: Right. <laughs> at at least they put in the work i mean these are absolutely the worst people and guys google some of these names because it will infuriate you the fact that the first thing that comes up is not that they were con men who did nothing it it is all just i mean i I saw an interview with ames's great 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 granddaughter who is talking about how great her grandfather was for building the railroad i was like yeah i mean i get i get that she's a granddaughter she's going to say it but they asked to talk to the granddaughter they had historical experts they could have talked to instead they brought in the granddaughter
0: can i defend them real quick please do I mean, I have a couple defenses. One is just crime's cool, money's fun, like, whatever. Very Uh, true. But also, if this is what inspired the monorail episode of The Simpsons, (laughs) (laughs) worth it. It's one of the best episodes. It's one of the best I mean, episodes of television. I'm glad, I'm glad they did what they did.
1: That's true. Phil Hartman is a yeah. national treasure <laughs> and he is missed. No,
2: that, that's a really good point. This, this was, I mean, you know, worth it. It was half a billion dollars. It, it, it set a tone for America that is, oh, that is you know, forever unchanging of corruption. But also, I like that the Simpsons are going back and forward. We already know they can predict the future. You know what? They're, they're hitting it all.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that is Credit Mobilier and the uh, the scandal of the railroads.
2: I mean, I feel like we covered it well. I thought this was really interesting as I, I dug into this. There was some stuff that, you know, like again, you've you, you heard the basics, you know, oh, railroad scandal, right? And then you see how they did this. And it was just, it was absolutely insane the level and the depth of corruption and the plan behind us uh, i thought it was a lot of fun to learn about and i hope you guys listened to it too if you if you did enjoy it please uh, subscribe give us five stars and you know email us if you if you have thoughts opinions we we should have a link for you down in, in the uh, episode description there we'd love to hear from you also if you want us to do uh, episodes on anything specific please let us know
1: and randall thanks for uh thanks for tearing yourself away from election coverage i know we're all just like itching to like kind of like yeah. look in check right now, but I'm yeah. sure. It, oh, I've been know. checking, guys. I'm, I'm oh, not. Yeah. No, has anything no happened? Answer. Perfect, amazing. Love it. What a fun time to be alive.
2: Thank you so much for coming on. We know this was an exhausting time to do it. And uh, I really appreciate you you being here for it (laughs) because this was absolutely our most stressful episode just because I I cannot think about anything else. But what is going to happen?
1: Nobody has slept. (laughs) This is the most punch drunk I've ever been recording an episode. So guys, come on tune in next week. Hopefully we know how this shook out and we're all very relaxed. We've all had good night's sleeps. We don't have to like wake up and just be like, what? What the fuck did he do today yeah. <laughs> like we could just like kind of just go back to where we were before of just being ignorant of all the world's problems and not focusing on bad things that happen that would be
2: fantastic so guys please join us again next week we'll have another good episode out for you and uh when i'll see you next week all right bye bye